Hello from the Pacific Northwest. This is Kristen at KristenWombeck.com, and you're listening to Intentional Now Podcast. More people than ever are asking this huge question. How do we find ourselves on the resurrected side of Jesus? In this show, I discuss what's really on the other side of the torn veil, ascending into heaven, and how does our sonship fix the heart of creation? If you're like me, (laughs) Jesus has redefined what you used to say yes to. Join me and my guests in a workshop discussion that proclaims we're not nailed to the cross or dead in the grave, but fully alive and resurrected in him. Let's do this. Good afternoon. Good Friday afternoon. Well, it's not Good Friday, but it is a Good Friday. (laughs) Hello. How are you doing? And let me just do an international welcome. I just... It's so exciting that the podcast is reaching to China and Australia and France and Germany and Canada and Alaska. Oh my goodness, it's so much fun. And I just want to welcome you and let you know that I am always looking at my stats and it can kind of tell me where you are coming from. It tells me the country and the city, so that's really exciting for me to see where my listeners are. And here we are together. Welcome. Get your headphones on. It's time to breathe in, breathe out, have a really good time. And Holy Spirit, hang on. Here we go. (laughs) I know. I hear you. You go, oh, she's fired up again. Well, you know, There's been a whole lot of thinking and a whole lot of questions this week. And then I sit down and I just think to myself, I said, Lord, we have to share this with with our listeners, with our family. And he goes, you're right. How are you going to do that? Well, it takes me a while to figure out how am I going to do that? So I really appreciate you being here. And of course, I always leave lots of links for you to be able to connect and ask questions and comments. And it is so important that we continue to build this community of revelation and relationship. Amen. So today's takeaways is everything solvable. Death, life, and oneness. A breathing activation growing in your awareness of your redeemed oneness. And this is Discovery Series number 25. We are always discovering, aren't we? <laughs> oh, my husband says, you sure do giggle a lot. Well, <laughs> oh, I guess all I can say is, well, <laughs> I have questions to put on the table today. And obviously they are huge questions. If you just looked at my title for today's episode, is everything solvable? I'm going to start with our first question. My mom, 89 years of age, we hung out this week. I took her for a hearing doctor appointment and she asked me a question when we got home. She asked me, Hmm. She's asked me this before, by the way. In heaven, 
do we live as families? And then she said, well, I want to live with your dad. I went, hmm. And then she said, where do we live in heaven? Are we together? Hmm. Boy, that's a really good place to start, isn't it? So I am really honored by her questions for several reasons, because both of her questions, they are ever-changing answers that have developed over time. It is developed through a course of religion and the doctrines that framed our life, and that changed into a relationship question that stands outside of the limited understanding that we accepted, used to accept, as the church, right? And as a daughter, she wouldn't ask me if the testimony of my own going life, my ongoing life, the miracles, the crazy revelations hadn't gurgled up to the top of the love of God that lives in both our hearts, right? That is, God is that good. He is that good that I have this wonderful opportunity to talk with my 89-year-old mother about these radical things. Radical, right? Radical and so true. He always testifies of his word. And that is not to say that I have everything right. Oh, heavens, no. I carry a light, a portion of the light of the prism of who we are in our oneness as the body of Christ. Testimonies of men, nope, they don't carry any light. Heaven and him are all about relationship. And what I want to know... I want to know about him today, and my today, it might change tomorrow, and that's okay. But nonetheless, lesser truths that are still part, they are. They're part of a greater truth. Mm -hmm. So we grow. We grow all the time. So I shared in episode number 77 a cup of restoration, right? You need to go listen to that. It was good stuff. I shared from Ephesians 4.21. Truth is defined in Jesus, and it is not possible to study him, to know him in any other context. He is the incarnation. Hear him resonate within you. And that is our place of learning to hear him resonate inside of us. That is why we're here today. I'm talking, you're listening, you're talking, I'm listening, right? Okay, moving on. So I made an Instapam, Instapam. <laughs> that's what it feels like an awful lot, an Instapam. I made an Instagram post this morning that I'm going to share with you because it kind of sewed together my loose threads of what I was going to share with you today. And I asked this question, and I will leave the link for you so that you can take a look-see at it. Is everything solvable? Hmm. So I moved a word around. Everything is solvable. Ask better questions. The answer may be outside your current area of influence. Great! Now it's a matter of listening. 
That is just like, there's my life right there. Is everything solvable, Kristen? Absolutely. I just ask better questions. Mm -hmm. And if it is outside of my current area of influence, then I ask Jesus, okay, I need you to influence my thinking here, which is huge, so it can change. Now it's a matter of listening. So the truth about you and the truth about me has its ultimate reference totally in Jesus. Whatever is true of him is equally true of you and me. (sighs) Whatever is true in him is equally true in you and I. He did not come to introduce a new compromised set of rules. Nope. He, Jesus Christ, is not an example for us, but of us. And that's the example in which we are learning, right? For the truth of our union in him is his death and resurrection. Okay, so off the top of my head, over the course of his lordship in my life, and let me qualify that just a little bit. And yes, I'm going to direct you to go read the unfinished book because it will tell the skinny about that journey, okay? You and I have an awful lot in common. So qualifying his lordship, I knew of him. I knew about him, even his goodness. John three sixteen just rang in my heart. But... That knowledge didn't change in my life until I allowed his lordship to have a say in my life. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't be listening here to this podcast if you hadn't already wrestled and danced the same dance. I am quite certain about that. (laughs) Amen. So good job. Here we are with an awful lot in common. So what else has changed in my knowing? Let's just, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to put it in a list and yep, put it in a huge list, right? Just what has changed from what, where I began and where I am today and why I continue to ask these, these gargantuous questions and say, God, show me, show me. So what's changed? Um, I'm going to make you laugh. Women in leadership <laughs> and that whole submission hoopla. <laughs> Let's have a good laugh now. I hear you ladies say, uh-huh, amen. <laughs> I know it's a lady thing, right? <laughs> so relationships are a covenant of ebb and flow and you walk side by side together. And sometimes you have to get behind your spouse so that you can assist that person up the hill when their faith is weakened. And that is what we do. We assist each other because we go in and out of different strengths, but we do it together. Another thing, my innocence and grace. These are things that have totally changed in my thinking. My innocence, done deal, I am declared. You are declared innocent by grace. Mm -hmm. Now, The baptism of Holy Spirit. Bam! (laughs) My generation didn't see this one coming. (laughs) 
Oh, my goodness. My goodness. <laughs> healing and inner healing. Seeing in the spirit. Um, Can you do that? <laughs> Angels and beings? Ah. And let's really shake the table here. The question of death, since we are already in him and we've died in him. How about all those ages and the restoration of all things? Hey, Sheol, that ongoing testimony. Uh-huh. And this one is just so tender to my heart. The huge doctrinal change, which tenderly encompasses the wrong doctrines of the church about what happens to people that commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Episode 73, don't give up, keep going. Please go listen to that if that touches anywhere in your family, right? Mm-hmm. That is we what we believed and were told and what was understand is wrong. <laughs> and here we are. Here's the big drum roll. Salvation is an eternal question. It is. <laughs> and I know it's going to rattle a lot of cages here, but hey, it's an eternal question. And I could tell you story after story after story after testimony after testimony. God's love is that good. It really is. Amen. It's really that good. So I wanted to share an experiment with you this morning. I did it this morning in my meditation and my conversation time with him. Mm -hmm. But I want to, hmm, I want to frame the thought process two different ways. How did I get there? How did I experiment and test and feel this this morning? So I know God is moving his furniture around when questions roll over into my dream life. Mm -hmm. And we just want Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Mm -hmm. God is moving his furniture around in my life. What about you? <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. So those questions, they roll over into my dream life. And I start putting the two things together and go, uh-huh. Help, Lord, what are you saying? So, number one, I have my mom's question. Do we live as families in heaven? And number two, I'm going to share this, try to share it in a nutshell. I had a dream encounter just a couple of days ago with a very well-known person who recently passed away. In the dream, she, her... A recent widow and I were sitting in the lobby of our home church talking about life and loved ones passing away. Well, in the spirit of the encounter, <laughs> and I say that and I think about it, you're in the spirit anyways, and now you're in the spirit in the spirit. Go figure, right? So in the spirit of the encounter, I could see her spouse who was without question in heaven. And he was walking around the lobby of the church. He was loving on people. So we both kept saying in our conversation, I just see him everywhere walking around. End of dream. Now, are you ready to stretch here a little bit? We're going to stretch our thought. So more than... Huh, remember... 
lesser truths have a greater truth in which their DNA is sourced. So we're going to stretch our thought here. So the thought-provoking thing about this dream encounter is that in real life, the person who actually passed away, those roles were reversed. It happened to the different person. And I went, huh? Now, God, you've got me thinking. Yep. I was having a conversation with her from the cloud of witnesses, and she thought her spouse was dead. Um, yeah, I hear some of you say, I don't get it. Well, I guess I didn't get it either, but I knew that God was twisting or unpacking my brain and getting me to think outside of my current box of what oneness is. And how close are we? No, I haven't forgotten my experiment with you. But let's show up what God is moving the furniture around for. Right? He's moving the furniture around. And remember... We trust him and he leads us into all truth. Ephesians 4.23, thus you are habitually renewed in your innermost mind. And this will cause you to be completely reprogrammed in the way you think about yourself, in the way you think about him. And this is us. This causes us to ask really good questions. Ponder the truth about you as it is displayed in Christ. Because begin with the fact of your co-seatedness. You can never, you, me, them, we, us, <laughs> can never be more co-raised, co-seated, or co-elevated than what we currently are now. Mm-hmm. You can only grow in your awareness of your redeemed oneness. And that is absolutely what we are doing here today. We are growing in our awareness of our redeemed oneness, right? So I said to my 89-year-old mom, who is also growing in her awareness, again, as a daughter, she wouldn't ask me if the testimony of my ongoing life and the crazy revelations and the miracles and the encounters that could be only witnessed by truth if they hadn't gurgled to the top of the love of God, which is present in both our lives. Mm -hmm. I'm going to seal this up here again, right here. First John 5, 9, if we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For the testimony of God is this, that he has testified concerning his son. Mm -hmm. And John 15, 26, and remember, I'm bringing these all from the mere translation. I love that translation. When the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father... That is the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. He will testify about me. Acts 5.32 And we, there's the we, are witnesses of these things. And so is Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who walk with him. So her question 
And my other thought, my dream thought encounter, her question, in heaven, do we live his families? And where do we live? Do we live all together? Well, I said to her, um, yes and yes. So I had a pretty good conversation with her, and I basically shared from my areas of experience that God has already given me a measure of understanding from and through experience. So living has a much different meaning in heaven. We don't live in subdivisions. And in my experience, the mansions that he has gone to prepare for us, those mansions um, are for learning and knowing him. And it's not really a sense of living from day to day. And yes, we can hang out with our family all we want. Yes, we can. So how close are we in thinking, in our thinking, in our growing, that heaven and the cloud of witnesses are? How close is that union? How close is that oneness? Hmm. How, how close is that? If I'm having a dream about who's alive in heaven, who's alive on the earth, um, and the roles are switched, that's a really good question that I am going to ponder out loud with you. Let me reiterate the Instagram post. Is everything solvable? And let's move just one word around. Everything is solvable. Ask better questions. The answer may be outside your current area of influence. My current area of influence has totally changed. I look back over 20, 25 years, now push into 30 years, Oh my goodness, that influence of Christ in my life in what I used to believe and what I believe today has not even in the same or on the same planet, I guess you could say. <laughs> well, that's great, right? So I've learned that now it is a matter of listening. Mm -hmm. So you ready? My experiment with you I did this this morning in my meditation, in my conversation time with him. And we're going to do it, and we're going to do it together twice. Because I'm pushing on what I want to listen to. That frequency, that resonating is just like, okay, I'm, I'm running into it. I'm leaning into it. I'm humming it. I'm breathing it so that I can know if he's moving the furniture around in my own life, then where's the couch? Where's the chair? Um, and the coffee table, the dining room, you get the picture here. I need to know why he's moving the furniture around and to understand what he is showing me and teaching me. So if you would, mm -hmm, if you're driving, you'll have to do this later. <laughs> oh, I always pick on people who are driving because I always listen to podcasts 
in driving. And then they they have this little meditative part in the podcast and you're driving. So it's humorous, right? So I'm on the other side. <laughs> okay, so follow along with me. I'm going to slow down a little bit here. <sighs> Take a deep breath in. Now release that same breath. And sit and don't breathe. Don't exhale, don't inhale. Just sit and ponder him. Okay, rest normal, normal breath. So what we did, I'm just going to run back there. We, we took a deep breath, we released the same breath, and then we sat, not breathing. We just sat with, our, our lungs were literally emptied, and we sat and we just pondered. Let's, let's do it again, okay? We're going to do it another time after this. Okay, you ready? So take a deep breath in. Release the same breath. Sit. Don't breathe. Don't inhale. Don't exhale. Just sit and ponder him. Very good. Okay, rest and breathe normal. <laughs> now I want you to make a note of what you perceived, what you felt. What were you being shown? Was it just peaceful? Was it quiet? Mm, all of the above. Yes, yes, and amen. Okay. Now, remember in my Instagram post how I declared everything is solvable. Everything. Let's step into this next this next um, breathing meditation. This inhale-exhale meditation with the same thought on our heart, everything is solvable. But I am going to share a scripture with you before we do it again. It's kind of like we walk through a threshold and we get into a different room and we stop and we go, hmm, this is what it feels like in this room. And then we step back. Well, we're going to do that again. But God is going to illuminate for us so that we can expand. In Revelations 1.8 from the mirror, the God who is Lord over all things says, I am the Alpha and the omega. My I amness defines time. I am present, past, and future. The union of alpha and omega in the Greek makes up this interesting little verb we say, ah, meaning I breathe. And in the Hebrew union of the first and the last letter in their alphabet, you have the aleph, which is the bull's head, and you have the tav, which makes a cross. Together they make ta 
in the ancient Hebrew and in the modern Hebrew, they take and make an et. Which, this is the which that is good, good to listen to from the rabbi's interpretation as the first matter. It's like, it's the first matter out of which all things were formed. All right, let me give you a word picture here again. So you take the Aleph, the front of the, the Hebrew alphabet, and you take the last letter, the Tav, and they hook together. They, they literally are circular, like the Alpha and the Omega. It's circular, the beginning and the end. So rabbis interpret this as the first matter out of which all things were formed. You can go meditate on Genesis 1.1. So Rabbi Aben Ezra says it signifies the substance of a thing. It signifies the substance of a thing. Now remember that everything is solvable. Well, if this signifies the substance of a thing, then that's right there where we want to be in two. So Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega in whom we live and move and have our being. And God, he's indeed closer to us than the air we breathe. Don't waste a day waiting for another day. He's closer. God is closer than the air you and I breathe. And that is where my breath meditation. That's where I explore today. Well, if he's closer, then I want to take that moment of not moving air around to feel him, to feel not only his presence, but his him. So he's closer than the air that's surrounding my body. Or the air that I could push in and out of my body. Or he's closer than the air without any cognitive thought naturally that gives me life. The naturalness of the breath in and out. He is closer. And remember what they said. It signifies the substance of a thing. I again am Okay, God, I want to be in that substance of a thing. But I want to be in it. I want to be in it hmm, cognitively with understanding. Because he is closer than the air I breathe, the air that you breathe. Okay. So if you would follow along with me with what we've been chewing on today about our oneness in the body of Christ and that everything is solvable, everything, that we are stretching and growing here. And we're going to enter into this one more time and we're just going to discover more about him. Are you ready? Follow along with me. Take a deep breath in. And release the same breath. 
and sit. Don't breathe. Don't inhale, don't exhale. Just sit and ponder his closeness. <laughs> okay, rest and breathe normal. Make a note of what you perceived and what you felt. Isn't that awesome? I just went, oh my gosh. In that, it, mm, I know I'm looking for words. In that place, it felt like my questions were oh, on nitro. <laughs> I was going, what is that stuff that they put into beer to make it fizzier? I think that's, is nitro. That's exact, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's exactly what my questions or my understanding felt like. It felt like they were on nitro and I could feel them expanding but with understanding. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh my goodness. It's just like, <gasps> they're just way out there that resonating. We are resonating in him, through him, by him, for him. And he's closer than any movement I can experience. He's closer. What does that feel like? It's good stuff. I am going to leave it right there today. I encourage you to practice that. Think about it. Ask some really que good questions. Then go and practice it and think about those questions when you're in this place. And Holy Spirit, I just ask for that blessing of nitro, <laughs> that that supercharged fizz of air bubbles or electricity or frequency and sound for all of us because we just want to know you and we want to know all about our seated position in you and understanding that everything is solvable and we're just going to listen I bless you. You have a really wonderful, great end of your day. <laughs> and I will talk to you again next week. Okay? Bye now.